You know that Paul said uh, in one instance, he said, when you come together, my spirit is right there with you. And so the spirit of God is not only here in this house uh, physically where we're at on this side of the camera, uh, but the spirit of God is where you're at in your house, in your car. Uh, if you happen to be on an airplane watching this, wherever you're at outside walking, the spirit of God is there. And so just join us by faith as we turn our hearts to the Lord, as we look to him, the author of life, the author of health, the author of freedom. Uh, and, and he will not disappoint you. He'll never disappoint you, but he'll give you exactly what you need today. And so we come today with hearts open, ears open to hear uh, what the Lord's going to talk to us about and to see what he's going to show us. And when he shows up, he, he always lifts you higher yeah. and, and buoys you up. And no matter what uh, is frustrating you or what has happened this week or this morning to you in your life to try to knock you off track, maybe it's something that you did yourself, a stupid thing. Maybe it's something the devil is trying to attack you with. Maybe it's just like, uh, you know, you just woke up on a funny side of the bed. Uh, Jesus is Lord. And if you recognize his lordship by turning to him from your heart saying, you know what? I might not understand all of this, but I know the one who does. Then God's able to do something miraculous in your life. I like Smith Wigglesworth said uh, in two, two occasions in his writings that I've read, uh, he said concerning ministers and then also concerning believers. So uh, whatever category of Christian uh, that you're thinking about, and um, you know, hopefully uh, ministers are Christians as well. He said, I'd much rather have ministers and believers that are hungry for the things of God and not filled with the Spirit. Of course, I'd rather that they be both, right? In other words, your hunger for God makes all the difference in the world. Uh, the way that I became a Christian is I got hungry for God. The way that I was filled with the Holy Spirit uh, was I got hungry for the things of God. It was just like there's something that the world, uh, all of the thrills that the world has never really deeply satisfied. And I was searching and searching and searching. And first I found Jesus. And after I found Jesus, uh, you know, man, you, you know, weight is lifted off. You're part of the family of God. And then after I found him, then I had this hungry for, for a greater awareness of his spirit, a greater awareness of his presence. And really what would happen so many times is I would be praying. And when I was praying, I'd feel like there's something more I need to get out of me. Uh, that I need to express, right? And uh, I found out I need to be filled with the Spirit. And as soon as I was, man, I began to speak in other tongues as God's Spirit gave what the Bible calls utterances. Some of those are words of natural human language. Sometimes it's angelic language. Sometimes it's groanings. Uh, but that, that began to flow as I looked to the Lord and yielded my spirit to Him, and that began to flow out. And it was like... Um, a whole new river of life really flowing out. And so the Bible says, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he was speaking of was the Spirit. And he also said, when the Holy Spirit is come, he will speak. And so when he shows up in his fullness, you begin to speak, 
right? And so um, this is Pentecost Sunday. If you've never been filled with the Spirit and you have a hunger in your heart, this is your day and this is your time. You can just yield to the Spirit and begin speaking right now and uh, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, with this supernatural, really it's a miracle in your mouth uh, that you can just yield to the Spirit of God and begin uh, to speak in a language that your head is not learned. In other words, you're not speaking from your natural human reasoning or words that you have learned. Uh, you know, you can't, somebody can't train you to speak in other tongues by teaching you, uh, well, make this sound with your lips and tongue and mouth and throat or make this sound or that sound. No, it actually doesn't originate from the place that that would originate from. That originates from the natural mind. In other words, just give me something, write it all down, and I'll sound it out, and then I'll speak it. That's not what we're talking about. This is actually supernatural uh, words or utterances that flow from the throne of heaven via God's Spirit into your spirit. And if you yield to those, then they'll flow out of your mouth. So uh, the Bible actually says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue. In other words, we do the speaking, but he provides the words to speak or the flow to yield to. And it, sometimes it's like a, a rising up on the inside of your belly and it rises up and begins to come out uh, of your mouth as you yield to it and give voice and expression to those things that God has put in your spirit. Uh, Acts um, Two says two four, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Uh, and so, as the Spirit gives utterance, you can speak in other tongues. Paul said, "What is it then? I will sing in the Spirit and I will pray in the Spirit." And so, you can sing and pray in the Spirit. He said, "I'll sing and pray in the understanding." And so, just like you could choose, hey, you know what? I'm going to pray right now, and you could just decide to pray right now uh, in your language, your native language that you were, you grow up with and maybe that you're most comfortable speaking, you could begin to pray to God. Well, you could begin the, you know, to yield your spirit to God and you can begin and decide, I'm just going to begin to pray in the spirit and you can pray in the spirit. And Isaiah 28, 11 says, uh, well, let, let me just turn over there real quick. Isaiah 28:11. Thank God for, uh, him filling us with his spirit. And um, it is a, a tremendous blessing. And um, it may be different uh, to the natural mind to think about or to hear. I remember when I began, uh, when I was first filled with the spirit and I began to speak in other tongues. Wow. My mind was like, what is this? Uh, your understanding or your mind or your mental reasoning abilities uh, become unfruitful. Uh, in other words, it's not fruitful to your mind. That's why Paul said, you know, um, speaking of other tongues, you know, if you're going to do this publicly, there is a gift of tongues uh, that can be in operation. And so uh, in front of, say, like a, a group of, of people, an assembly of believers, and um, that's different than the tongues that you get when you are uh, born, when you're filled with the Spirit.
So that's used for ministry, to minister to groups of people. And some people really misinterpret the scriptures because Paul said, do all speak with other tongues, uh, do all prophesy, uh, do all have the gifts of healings. And the implied answer is no, and that's very true. But that's actually talking about the those gifts that are to be used in the assembly, uh, like in an office. And so it's for public worship together. But what Paul was talking about, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak with other tongues. That actually is what happens when you're filled with the Spirit. The first uh, evidence or the initial evidence that you have as you begin to speak in other tongues, that is some people have termed it a prayer language. It's between the individual and God, and that's not meant for uh, public consumption. That's just between you and the Lord. So, you know, we could all come together and we could say, I could say, if you're filled with the Spirit, let's all just begin to pray. Those that are filled with the Spirit, pray in other tongues all together out loud. And uh, if you're not, just pray in your understanding, and that's completely scriptural. Uh, but where people kind of stumble sometimes is they look at the scripture Paul was referring to about uh, the public operation of the gift of tongues, uh, which is in that um, ministerial arena. And uh, they're like, just like he was talking about with working of miracles and gifts of healings. No, not everyone's going to have those. Those are manifested as the Holy Spirit wills. Um, and really people don't have them. They just yield to them as the Lord desires to use them uh, in those things. So there's a public and there's a private. And normally uh, a way that you'll notice a big difference is uh, the public comes with a lot more oomph and authority and more weightiness. And um, it, it's different uh, than, than the private, although you're still speaking in a language unknown to yourself. Um, but it may not necessarily be unknown to those that hear right? Like we learn on the day of Pentecost. And so uh, I didn't really plan to minister on this today, but I just kind of felt led as soon as I got up here. So that's why I'm ministering on it for a second. So Isaiah 28, 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing yet they would not hear. Now, the last couple of years, the part of that verse that really stands out to me, I underlined it in red in my Bible, is, yet they would not hear. Well, why, why does that stand out? Well, I guess because the Lord's drawn my attention to it. Um, but, you know, one of the things about that is, sometimes with uh, speaking in other tongues or stammering lips in another tongue, uh, people get so in the natural about it that they're like, well, I don't know, I just, I feel like uh, I'm not in control and I don't know. Well, the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets, but no, you're not the one that's coming up with the words to say. And maybe if you're so accustomed to always being in charge and ruling rather than letting your spirit yield to the Holy Spirit rule, that may make you extra uncomfortable. But man, it's a great area to step out in faith and trust God and watch him do miraculous things. It will enhance your life spiritually. It will enlarge sort of the cords of your tent. Uh, you'll, you'll, you get enlarged and um, really you build yourself up, Jude verse 20 says, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God. And then also in Corinthians, Paul said that you edify yourself. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That is really the scripture that I was unconsciously led to grab hold of after I was first filled with the Spirit and begin to speak in other tongues. And I thought, well, this sounds kind of weird. And uh, can this be of any use? You know, and then uh, I would think about it. And the scripture that would come up in my heart was he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. I didn't really know any of the other scriptures about uh, speaking or praying in other tongues, but I knew that one. And um, 
I'd read them, but that, that one kind of got my attention more than the rest. And so I would just, uh, to myself, I'd say, well, I don't know about all that. I, I don't understand all that, but I know it's in the Bible, and I know I need to be edified. <laughs> I need to be charged up and built up. And, um, man, you, you, you pray in other tongues for just a couple minutes, and you just feel larger and larger and larger and larger, and you just, you just get fired up. You get all fired up. But he said, this is the rest, and this is the refreshing. So there is such a rest, and there is such a refreshing in yielding your spirit to the words that come direct from God and that go back directly to him. He that speaks an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. And it is such a privilege to allow this miracle to flow through your mouth. Hallelujah. It is so good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you would like to be filled with the Spirit, uh, I encourage you, just look to the Lord. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So right now, I just want you to open your heart to Him. And I want you to uh, reach out to Him from the inside. That you're just saying, uh, Father God, I want everything that you have for me. I want to receive everything that you have for me. And then I want you just to begin to worship the Lord. And listen on the inside. You know, when I say listen on the inside, it'd be the same way as you, you having a, a difficult situation with somebody and you know you need to forgive them and you don't want to forgive them, but you have to make a decision to forgive them. And, and you're trying to like um, say, I forgive you from the bottom of your heart. In other words, you're trying to really mean it, even though like you got other thoughts coming against you like, well, yeah, but they're going to get an advantage over you. Well, yeah, but it'll make you look like you're the one that's in the wrong. Well, maybe you were in the wrong or maybe you weren't in the wrong. But you just yield uh, to the spirit of God when you forgive and you just say, Lord, I freely forgive them. I'm not going to hold anything against them. I'm, I'm, I'm letting your love flow through me to them. I don't really care that they should have known better. I don't really care, you know, because those listings start coming. Well, they should have known this and they should have known, right? No, no, no. See, you get back in the mental. Well, same thing can happen when you want to be filled with the Spirit. You start to get the mental. Well, how am I going to know what words? How am I going to? No, no. You just relax, take a deep breath, trust the Lord. And then as you begin to exhale, you just say, you know, you just begin to speak. And so I'm going to pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, all those that would like to be filled with your Spirit, Father, we agree with them right now for the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now all you do is you just begin, yield, yield your heart to the Lord, and you just begin to speak from the inside whatever words kind of are formed on your mouth. And sometimes, like uh, your personality is expressed in this, I'm a, a little more um, reserved in some, sometimes. You maybe don't see it when I'm in the pulpit, but, you know, I'm kind of like... Uh, Anyhow, that's a whole other story. Uh, but I just begin to whisper in other tongues, you know. And, you know, like, Actually, the first words I spoke uh, had to do with rest and refreshing. It's pretty awesome. And so, um, be filled with the Spirit. Yes. God bless you.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you've been filled with the Spirit, you, you know, you'd like to you'd respond, you can raise your hand and let us know, uh, or just put, put a thing on there, or email us later, info at anchordc.org. we got some materials we can give to you, and we can answer any questions you may have. You might have a lot of questions. Uh, but the best thing, you be led by the Spirit, and you'll be blessed every step of the way. The Lord will always lead you, guide you. Uh, when I was filled with the Spirit, after I was filled with the Spirit, man, it was like somebody turned a, light, uh, a floodlight on, really. It was like before I was just using a, a little pen light or something to read the word. And it was like now a floodlight came on, maybe like this light that's hitting me now. And I began to see things in the scriptures because I grew up uh, in, in, in church, was born again at a young age. And then I used to uh, do what's called Bible quizzing. So I memorized several scriptures. And I can remember after I was filled with the spirit, I saw those same scriptures and I kept do, I did a double take and then I did a triple take and then I did a quadruple take and then whatever's next, I did that again. And I'm like, because I, 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 I was uh, confused. Uh, no, not confused. I didn't understand because when I looked at the word, I saw really the substance of life. It came so alive to me. I saw the same scriptures like uh, Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God to everyone that believes, right? And I, I saw in that scripture uh, what God was revealing to me in a so much more light and so much greater measure that I looked and, and I, I'm like, but I memorized this. Well, I didn't memorize it in my spirit. I memorized it in my head. And so I didn't understand all this back then. And so I would be just like really shocked because I'm like, no, wait a second. I, rem I could recall that scripture from my mind. And when I recall it from my mind, I couldn't get the revelation. There was no revelation there. Not, not, there was no light. But when it came from my spirit and I looked at it from my heart, I, I saw things in that. And it, 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 it surprised me so much. And I didn't understand because I, I was just beginning to develop in uh, spiritual things like that. And so I didn't understand that even I was a three-part being, right? Every person, every human is a three-part being. Uh, what you see is my flesh. And then my reasoning abilities, those are my mind. My emotions also part of what the Bible calls the mind. So the, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then uh, the real you is your spirit. You are a spirit. And when your spirit, if you really want to have a satisfying and full life, Man, you give your life to Jesus and your spirit becomes brand new. You're recreated on the inside. And when that happens, a new life comes into you. And that is the spirit of God himself. And he recreates your spirit. And in your spirit, Corinthians tells that you, that you have become one spirit with God. In other words, you're so intertwined that I can't do that. You're so intertwined that you cannot tell if you could open up your body and get past your mental reasoning. You're so intertwined that you can't tell which one's God and which one's you. You become one with God, right? And so that's why, uh, you know, the spirit of God has poured his love into your heart because that is where he's at and he is love and you're in union, union with him in your spirit. So um, I, I was not aware of any of that. So when I would read those same scriptures that I had mentally grabbed hold of, I shouldn't say grabbed hold of, that I had mentally uh, memorized and remembered mentally, 
when they began to come to me from my spirit, from up from the inside, they came as completely different food. And I'm like, wow, I have never seen this. So uh, that's why I say after I was filled with the spirit, the biggest difference I had is I was like, I've got a new Bible. And this is not the one I had then. I still have that Bible. But, I mean, it was the same covers. And I can remember, I would pick up my Bible. And I was reading because we studied it. We, we Bible quizzed in Acts and Romans and James. And so in those scriptures, I was the quote guy. So I memorized these quotes so you could say them real fast. So in those scriptures, I can remember, uh, I would have those scriptures right in front of me. And when I had those scriptures, I would look. And I can remember, I literally did this. Here, you see my Bible. I literally did this. I saw the scripture and then I looked down and then I closed my Bible and I looked at it on the outside and then I opened it back up and sure enough, it was the same Bible. I was really trying to check, is this my Bible? That's how, that's how dramatic it was for me. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't get um, light and understanding from the Lord before, but it's like where I would have like a little pin light before. Now I had a floodlight. Like I was like, uh, and sometimes I, this still happens. I'm like, Lord, just can you like, you don't want to say like, don't keep teaching me stuff because you feel a guilty about that. But you're like, Lord, can you slow down? I feel like I'm not grabbing hold of all of this. This is like, you know, drinking out of a fire hose. And, uh, and so it is a tremendous blessing. If you've never been filled with the spirit and uh, this is all new to you and you're a little scared or whatever, I encourage you just study the word about it and don't get, uh, you know, um, in your head about it. Just open your heart. And, uh, you know, they were all filled on the day of Pentecost. Jesus said, wait until you be filled with power from on high. It is a tremendous blessing and a tremendous um, gift from God, really, uh, a grace from God that we can yield to him in that way. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. Well, um, now let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I don't know if you enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know, Brother Hagin used to say, I don't know whether I helped you or not, but I preached myself happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, your own preachings can bless you if you yield to the Spirit of God. If you're just saying things from your own head, uh, you might not be that excited. <laughs> the Word of God works when you get thrilled with it. When you're so thankful, like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. All right. So, as we worship the Lord with our um, substance and what he's entrusted to us as we um, prepare to act in faith and put our faith on and as we prepare to declare some things over ourselves, our families, our, our places of business, our church, as we prepare to set forth uh, words uh, into existence that God can honor. In other words, what if you're going to act in faith, you're speaking his words and he watches his words to perform them. So uh, faith is believing and speaking, believing and speaking. Uh, we learn that in Romans chapter 10, that this word of faith that we preach, it's got to be in your mouth and it's got to be in your heart. So even concerning finances, faith is not just to do with not going to hell and being part of a family of God, uh, but being part of the family of God when you are saved or sozoed, man, that is a lot more than just being recreated. That affects every aspect of your life. 
And so the provision of God is not just for your spirit, but the provision of God is for your body. And the provision of God is not just for your body, but the provision of God is also for your mind, that you can be totally changed by the renewing of your mind. That uh, that would change even the outside that would change even the thinking because when you're made a new creature in Christ, that changes everything on the inside. I'm not talking about your organs. I'm talking about the real you, your spirit, that you become a brand new spirit, one with God. And when that happens, you have the life of God and the ability of God living on the inside of you. In fact, first John says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So no matter who the he in the world is, the he that's in you is greater. In other words, if it's COVID, he is greater than COVID. In other words, if it is um, a boss or a supervisor or a leader who is trying to prevent you from increasing and God wants you to increase, he said, I desire that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. In other words, what's going to happen first, if you're going to prosper in the things of God is first from your spirit, you will prosper. In other words, you will be born again and experience the ultimate blessing of God. And from that place will flow out uh, rivers of living water. And some of those rivers then will affect your mind and affect your body. And the way that you affect your mind is you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your mind. How do you change your mind? Well, one way is to make a decision, but another way is to receive the word of God in your spirit or in your heart that you, you lean to the things of God from your heart. And when you do, uh, you can receive from him and you'll begin to see the way that he shows and begin to hear the way that he speaks. And it will open up the things of God to you like no natural study can do. It'll actually open up the things of God like the Spirit of God only Himself can do. Even Jesus, uh, He wanted us to come into the intimate relationship with God and come into the very presence of God where we can experience God um, and a greater fullness than what we have from the outside. But even Jesus couldn't do it until he had conquered the power of sin in mankind. And he did that on the cross by taking our sins from us onto himself. And when he did, he took them to hell and then took the penalty for them in hell. And then he defeated them. And once the, the claims of justice were met, he rose from the dead so that we were declared righteous. And when that happened, the veil in the temple, when Christ died, that veil was was torn in two from top to bottom so that uh, signifying God is no longer held up thus just in this place that even those that are special uh, in the in the in the kingdom of God, even those that are special have to take such great precautions so that they are not like struck dead because of the holiness of God coming in contact with the unholiness of man. No, that veil was torn in two from top to bottom, signifying God is now out for anyone to receive because now in Christ Jesus, now you are made holy, holy enough to receive a holy God. Glory to God. 